Dreadheads, this is one ad you are not going to want to skip. Psilocybin, when taken thoughtfully at sub-hallucinogenic levels, can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, and ease your anxiety. Spread the Dread is proud to be sponsored by Schedule 35. And if you head over to Schedule35.co and use coupon code STDPOD, that's S-T-D-P-O-D, you can get 15% off your first order. Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to microdosing shrooms. They precisely measure out every dose, verify the age of every one of their customers, and ship discreetly. Better yet, they give you a microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. So visit Schedule35.co today and be sure to use promo code STDPOD, that's S-T-D-P-O-D, for 15% off your first order. I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to episode 51 of Spread the Dread Podcast. This week we are covering Sutomu Miyazaki, the otaku murderer. Glad to be back. Joe, last week we hit a milestone, episode 50. <laughs> and in that process, we wrapped up the seven-part series about tortures and executions. That is done. Make sure you've went and checked out last week's episodes. The numbers were great. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And again, if you uh, haven't listened to the previous six, make sure you go and check those out. A few of those took place real early on, so I'm sure the <laughs> audio and just overall episode quality is just pure shit. Yeah. We were really tanked for those. <laughs> yes, yes. Very humble beginnings to pretty humble current times as well. <laughs> but either way, that episode is out. And then, of course, the episode I co-host with my big bro, Jay, Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill, had a new episode, New Year's special edition themed, whatever you want to call it. Last Friday, we covered Steel Trap. Wasn't a very good movie, but if you want to hear us, uh, well, me kind of talk shit about it and my brother kind of uh, give it a little bit of a pass. Make sure you're checking that out on YouTube and BitChute. Uh, let's see here. Well, let's kick it off, I guess, right? Yeah. Joe, what's the most dreadful website on the entire internet? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com, where you're going to find everything you need to know and don't need to know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Links to all the podcast platforms, social media, our store, donation, as well as links to the YouTube and BitChute. Make sure you're going over there and you are subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing. Uh, because again, for Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill, there's actual videos posted up for that as well as audio only for those as well. So yes, spreadthedreadpodcast.com is the site. Got a shout out this week from a brand new Dreadhead Joe, Tom Newhart, coming out of the insanely fucked up state of Ohio. <laughs> Uh, and if you guys are from there, you you know I'm not lying, and Tom does the same thing. He, uh, he actually found us. He was uh, getting kind of curious about... Uh, one of the most famous internet cases of Ricardo Lopez. Ah. That's an older episode we covered as well. We did a pretty good job on that one, especially for an earlier episode. He <laughs> stumbled across to us, fell in love. He uh, he learned he found his fucked up tribe to vibe with and uh, left us a good review, chatted with us on IG a little bit. So, Tom, thank you for... Uh, Becoming one of the newest members of the Dreadhead family and those free stickers are coming your way. Joe, Tom's getting free stickers. How does anyone else listening right now get free stickers? Leave us a five-star review on either Spotify or Apple. That's right. And once you do that, screenshot it and send it over to us on Facebook, IG, or spread the dread podcast at gmail.com along with your mailing address. And we will get you some free stickers out you want to be like Tom. Tom's a cool dude. He's from Ohio. He's he's fucking making the best of a bad situation. So, um, and I'm sure nothing could be worse than Gary, Indiana. I'm sure we've got a few from up there too. <laughs> Gary, Indiana is the Ohio of Indiana. To be fair. <laughs> 
But yes, Tom, thank you again, and thank you for the review. And uh, I think that wraps it up, Joe. Yeah. Time to kick over into episode 51, where again, we're going to cover Sutomu Miyazaki, the Otako, Otako. Otaku. It's going to be real offensive, Dreadhead. There's a lot of (laughs) Japanese words on this one. But, Joe, let's get it kicked off now. Satomu Miyazaki was born on August 21st, 1962 in Itsukachi. Uh, it's Tsukaichi. <laughs> I'm like sure that. there's a lot of anime Tokyo. fans right God now. Damn it, just being, Tokyo. Yeah, he's born in Japan. <laughs> oh, down, down there in Japan. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's actually the oldest uh, son of a prominent wealthy family. Um, he was actually born uh, premature and had a rare birth defect that caused his hand joints to be fused together. I wonder and- if that's like, kind of like how the penguin, you know, penguin in Batman Returns. He had the little oh, flip, yeah, he had like- the Ninja Turtle hands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe. I mean, if you've got Ninja Turtle hands, well, there's they're no not talking about go... fingers being fused together. They're talking about that the joints are fused. Oh, so he's like so... he just couldn't he couldn't like bend them down and stuff. Yeah, he probably had a very like limited. He had mobility. action figure. I'm over here like squeezing the air like people are gonna see me. I know. Yeah, yeah. And this is why we don't record yeah. these video wise because they would see really the operation going on. So he had like he had like action figure hands. Yeah. There, yeah, there we you go. go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. So um, they were fused together. It actually prevented him from being able to bend his wrists upward so they Ooh. were always like you know this direction or that direction so like yeah, yeah not great um his I, now, when, you, when you when you when you mention it i immediately think of all the times that i need to bend my wrist upward oh i mean typing even in general well yeah but i mean if they were just straight out you know like that you could still do it i there mean there's no high fives in this guy's future Dude, I bet that's what happened. Nobody could, nobody could, could appropriately give get. him, give him fucking <laughs> props for anything he did. Oh, this poor bastard! I'm empathizing with a serial killer. Joe, do go on. Yeah. Um, his family operated a regional newspaper company and were well known in Itsukachi. God damn it! I keep on thinking of Ke- Kichikopi off of Bob's Burger. Kuchikopi. Ku- Kuchikopi. You didn't pronounce that one right. I know. We just watched that movie, which is amazing, by the way. If yes. you guys haven't checked it out, big Bob's Burger fans here. But you know, he was not born in Kuchikopi, Tokyo. <laughs> it's Itsukaichi. That'd be cooler. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Itsukaichi or something like that. Yeah. Um, his grandfather and great-grandfather uh, actually served on the town council. So this is a well-to-do family, well-known in the commu- this particular community. So, yeah, boy yeah. with uh, fucked-up hands has yeah. a prominent family. But he's upper crust. He shouldn't, you know, you don't, you don't, you, you know, probably all that fucking, you know, they're so prominent. We got on them that inbred blood. Yeah, right. Probably why he's got them wrist problems and them action figure fingers. <laughs> That's terrible to say. Fuck him. He killed children. <laughs> Spoiler alert, dreadheads, it's coming. Don't you worry. Hang on. (laughs) Well, due to his parents actually always being busy, he was mainly raised by his grandfather. And his grandfather was uh, intellectually disabled, um, but the family hired him as a nanny anyway. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Keep it in the family. You just give him the mean, stupid grandfather. (laughs) Um, He was often teased. That's some harsh Japanese fucking parental parental love right there. I know. If you don't like it, go, you know, commit. Yeah. Yeah. We got a perfectly good suicide forest over there if you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Fucking deal with it, buddy. We got a newspaper to run. Um, So he was often teased and shunned when he attended uh, school due to his deformity and mostly kept to himself which that's not good i mean we're we're teasing him but it's okay that we tease him because he's a we, serial killer yeah because it's he's fucked up. yeah but yeah don't go around teasing people for having action figure fingers that's not i mean if anything it's kind of cool <laughs> so i like action figures <laughs> i know Nothing wrong with a good action figure finger. <laughs> God damn it all to hell. This Anyways. is why we can't get anybody to sponsor us but a company that deals with mushrooms. <laughs> this is exact. <laughs> this is why. It's his conversations like these, Yes, Joe. exactly. Where <laughs> you don't represent well. Um, he attended uh, Medai Nakano High School in Nakano, a prestigious high school associated with Miji University, and was a star student until his grades began to f- drop dramatically near the end of his time there. Yeah, probably a sign of him starting to get go dark. You yeah, know? he was yeah. getting pissed off. Yeah, um, he were he was ranked forty out of 56 in his that, class that is participation you know those 16 territory. kids were like part of the retarded class right right they had the separate school they ate lunch yeah. at the different table yep yep and Some he was of, right there at the edge yeah yeah i remember those kids a lot of those kids weren't like mentally they weren't even like mentally retarded they were just dumb 
Like, you know, that like, not like they didn't have anything wrong with them. They were just stupid. Yeah. But they would put them in there with the ones that medically had a problem. Like, they had a reason to have their own room. And the or other they ones, they were the just calm like, I ones don't. the calm ones with the, like, the violent ones. Yeah. And then you could put a teacher in there with an assistant and, like, that's it? Yeah, bro. She's 80. She can't catch them hands. Oh, no, I remember Retard being, I remember street, being like you a teacher. Are you shitting me? I remember, I remember being, like, a teacher's assistant in high mm-hmm. school. And I was in that room. And, oh, boy. A lot of puzzles in that room for it to have been in high school. I'll be honest. There's a wrong people to give puzzles to, too. They were not, like, there wasn't a lot of pieces, like, in the puzzles. You know what I'm saying? Like, alphabet puzzles probably had more pieces than these. I know. Yes. There's even dreadheads right now being like, stop it. It's it's 2023, motherfuckers. We're going hard in the paint. Joe, go on. (laughs) Instead of studying English and becoming a teacher, as he had originally hoped for, he ended up attending a local junior college and was studying to become a photography technician. Okay. Um, He also developed an inferiority complex. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Trigger warning. This is legit. We're we're not doing any kind of fucking racial stereotypes or anything like this because the dude is Asian. And I realize me bringing that up automatically made me guilty of doing a racial stereotype. But this is the fucking dread. This is what we do. Joe, what was his inferiority complex due to? His <laughs> size of his penis. And the his- size of <laughs> his penis. I'm going to die. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. All right, I'm going to shut up. Well, you're half Asian. You I, can. I, I know, I know. But I was just talking about like... I don't, oh, I don't want to mention that just in case somebody. Name. No, I wasn't going to mention his name, but I dated an Asian guy. And it what was, country was he from? He or was, was he his lineage? Or he, he was Cambodian. Cambodian. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot going on down there. No. Uh, you know, no. Maybe three, three and a half. If you're a Cambodian dreadhead who's packing more than three and a half inches, feel free to tag Joe on all your dick pics on IG <laughs> and prove that, her please. wrong for slandering your entire please. country. No, I don't want those dick pics. No, no. But, uh, but that did affect his ability to socialize with, with women, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He was worried about it. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the time, while he was like socializing, or de-socializing, I guess, yeah. um, he developed a hobby of taking pictures of female tennis players so he Jeez. could use them to masturbate. That is the wrong way to go about having a small dick. <laughs> These tweezers, this bottle of lotion. <laughs> oh, look, I, so I will say this, and I mean, I, I think enough dudes don't stick up for our small dicked brethren. <laughs> we didn't have a choice prior to being born, and like we had like, an, like a, a table full of them, and like whatever gods or whatever was like, all right, pick one. And we go, well, you know what? I'll take that little one in the corner. We didn't have that. No, we just, y'all were all like, give me the big black one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for, they didn't think it would match my skin tone. I made a, a hefty appeal, but they wouldn't allow that. But still, like, that's not the thing. You don't go around and be like, all right, well, fuck it. I got a small dick. I guess I'll just take upskirt shots of tennis players and fucking jerk off to them. No, buddy. That's when you start. You're you wealthy. Start- I mean, just wait out for the surgery, I guess. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know. It's maybe- sorry in the 80s by this point. I know? don't know. That's when it's time to, as uh, my, uh, my uh, love for English would tell me, you become a cunning linguist. <laughs> maybe do a little bit of that, bud. <laughs> You got to try. I mean, because the thing is, is that he's... he's you got to make up for it. Well, and he's, al- he's already worried about it. Like, there was nothing in the research that showed that, like, he had, you know, went out with girls and had sex with them and, like, you know, shit went around and stuff like that. He, he didn't strike out. The motherfucker never even went up to the plate. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, dude, that's where, you know, you got to fucking live and learn. I mean, clearly, that would have been a lot better than where Satomo eventually ended up going. So, uh, in the mid-1980s, Dreadheads, uh, Satomu ended up moving back into his parents' house in uh, Itsukaichi. Surprise, surprise. Kuchikopi, wherever the fuck this place is in Tokyo. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, he he continued his losing. He just kept taking L's. Big old whatever L is in Jap- Japanese. I don't know what symbol that is. But, yeah, to add a cherry on top of this shit. <laughs> yeah, this, this I don't understand at all. Sharing a room with his elder sister. Are you? Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Which, again, he's from a family that's that's well off, you know, so I, I can't imagine it was a space issue. But again, I mean, you're sharing, A, his sister was older than he was. He Why is- Why the fuck you back home, broad? Like, I don't know. I mean, he was born in 62, so we're talking mid-80s. So he's in his early 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a brother and sister that are both in at least their mid 20s? I mean, hell, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, who even knows what age she was and they're sharing a room fucking weird and it gets weirder, dreadheads. Buckle up, bitches. Uh, now, even though his family was really influential, 
He, uh, Satomo expressed no desire to 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 get involved with Too their much business. Pressure for his small penis. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, just everyone remember this is the half Asian that's harping on the full blooded Asian's dick size. So don't come writing my white ass a bunch of fucking hate mail about it directed at her. Um, so uh, Miyazaki would later say that what he really craved was being listened to about his problems, but he believed that his parents quote would have not heard him and he would have been ignored as usual. So Joe, you got the psychology background here. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a fine line between, Hey, fucking, you know, handle your shit button, you know, you know, fucking suck it up. There you go. That's what I was trying to think of. And genuinely being neglected by his parents. Now I would imagine, again, you see this a lot, especially when you have serial killers who come from affluent backgrounds, Mm Usually there was a lot of disconnect with the with the mom and dad or, you know, something like that. Well, there's a lot Money to be was, said about a lack of nurturing and you're like, you know, primary years can yeah. lead a lot of deficits socially later in life. And that's kind of part and parcel to his story. So he was kind of left to his, you know, and I mean, he was also being raised by somebody who was intellectually already not even up, up to par, his right. grandfather. So he probably wasn't interacting with the greatest with him. of role models around. Exactly. So this is, this is so self-made isolation due to being isolated intellectually by his parents and his grandparents. Fair enough. Now, so during this period of his life, Dreadheads, uh, he had actually began to contemplate suicide. Uh, he, he, uh, Is that seppuku there? Seppuku? Yeah, but I think if you commit seppuku, it's supposed to be like for a, like a higher honor. Like I think that's what like the stomach. samurais do. Yeah. yeah, when like they had failed some shit, they would fucking disembowel themselves with their own sword. That is fucking. That I'm is some... glad I've never felt like I failed that badly. No, I no. fail all the time, but I've right. never failed that badly. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing to take yourself out. There's another one. I mean, you got to respect the showmanship that comes with a good old-fashioned self-inflicted disemboweling. I don't know when they wrote those rules, but I feel like that's probably, you know, now, you know, again, they mostly go to that that forest that they have over there that one of them Paul boys went to and Mm. fucking filmed the dead body over there. But, uh, again, he, he he was, you know, contemplating suicide, uh, he, he he felt he only received support, again, like Joe had pointed out, from his grandfather. Um, and he was really close, um, but he felt very rejected by his two younger sisters. Again, we're talking about a creepazoid here who's fucking doing peeping Tom shit with, with tennis players and stuff like that. Who fucking knows what kind of creepy-ass shit he may have been yeah. doing there. Uh, also, during this time, and again... Trigger warning to all of my anime-loving fucking dreadheads out there. I do what the fuck you want to do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you the way that the fucking all of the the articles and research that I read had it. I began collecting uh, pornographic anime, so I'm gonna assume hentai, all that other goddamn <laughs> hentai fanboy, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, fucking do do you boo? But I you know okay. Anyway, um, uh, adult magazines, violent films. I will defend those. I got quite a few of those in my collection. Uh, child porn. Mm. Into fucking fensible right there. Uh, and ended up gathering a total of almost 6,000 videotapes worth of shit. Now, Which is ahead. crazy for the 80s. I would have thought that really child porn would have been really fucking difficult to get a hold of without the internet. Well, I mean, you... <sighs> So here's like the who thing. the it's, fuck are you walking up to a goddamn corner and be like you got that child porn? I don't like, know, what but the I mean, fuck are you uh, doing? Well, I mean, it's one of those things where you know, like anytime someone's just like, oh, you know, I, I, I especially heard it all the time growing up, very religious, raised Southern Baptist. You know, every time some big thing would come out, they'd be like, it's just getting worse and worse, hell in a handbasket. And that, that's not the fucking case. Look at the history of humanity that we, yeah. you know, that we've been given at least we're fucking foul ass fucking creatures. And you know, there's not fucking warlords fucking crossing fucking giant swaths of land and conquering villages and raping their women and children and enslaving them and shit like that on a mass scale anymore. Like we've always do that during modern warfare. Yeah. Well, very true. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Humanity's always fucking sucked, you know, in that instance. So I would imagine it's, I mean, Honestly, I, I it's that whole thing where we talked about statistics before. It's that correlation. It's just because we're hot, more highly populated, and of course, it's probably not even a change in the percentage, but because the population has increased, it also increases these deviations. Well, and also too, our increase in connectivity. 
Yeah. We, you know, you, you, fuck, man. 20 years ago, even. Well, not necessarily 20 because I'm old as fuck and I don't remember we that. We had MySpace back then. God damn it. Yeah, but I'm saying, <laughs> all right, so even in the 80s, nah. you weren't going to hear a lot of these fucking stories from other countries. I mean, it had to be a massive fucking yeah, deal before rep- you yeah. were going to hear about all yeah. that stuff. And that's really not that long ago, you know, and. So now, though, you have the internet everywhere you fucking go. And, I mean, you can get on websites for other countries. So you you can find out. I mean, if you want to think, if you want to fully uh, entrench that the world is a fucking terrible place and that humanity fucking sucks daily, you can get on nowhere but your smartphone and easily find brand new examples uh, of that. I wonder why we have a mental health crisis. Yeah, hey, very, very <laughs> true, man. Trash into trash equals trash flavored trash. And Absolutely. I bring that up. Unicorn Princess, another Blood Brothers shout out for you because you fucking got that one. <laughs> uh, she did post that up, by the way. She got to an old episode. And she was like, I like the Blood Brothers reference. And I was like, this is why you're one of our faves. So another <laughs> shout out to Unicorn there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as getting the child porn tapes, I mean, again, it's I bet it's one of those things where I would imagine it's about like anything else that's illegal. It is hard to cross that threshold to get access. But I bet once you get access, you have a ton of fucking access. Yeah. Like right now, a bunch like of you us could get on the dark web. And if you find the right, right treasure trove, you will unlock some shit. And, yeah. and it's like anything else. Like that's why it's really hard to believe when anyone's like, oh, I, I accidentally stumbled across this. No, oh, bro, you gotta you, dig for that shit, you it, dumb yes, fuck. Yeah, yes, and no. I mean, maybe, maybe once you, maybe, and again, I'm not defending any of it. I'm just saying, in general, with any kind of fucked up stuff, even if you had a remote curiosity, once you fucking cross that threshold, once you open Pandora's box, yeah, you realize how big that box really is, and it would be, I would imagine, it'd be the exact same thing uh, there. The only thing now, with, I with, stand corrected. That does make right, a lot. The of only sense. thing difference now is where you would have, you know, <clears throat> tape trading and shit like that back then. Now you have secretive websites. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, fucking password protected, encrypted links walls, and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So either way, he, let's get let's get back to him now. Yeah. In May of 1988, Miyazaki's grandfather died. Red course, flag. Yeah, of course. This, I mean, this is this is really the only human he really has any kind of affection for. His link to it, of course, this uh, deepened his depression and isolated him further. Um, so this is this is an, another big sign here. Uh, it is reported this is this is per Miyazaki, uh, obviously later in life that he he wanted to retain something of his grandfather, and so Miyazaki actually consumed some of his grandfather's ashes after he was cremated. That's oh. fucking gross. I mean, uh, I get it. it; it's sterile at that point and all that, but that's so goddamn gross. Right. Well, it's, it's more of a mental thing that you yeah. have to you have to fucking it get can, through again. Why even did with, that turn my stomach? Of all the shit, I'm just like, ooh, well, I mean, his even, grandfather's ashes. Even with cannibalism, I mean, when you think of something like that movie Alive, you know, with Ethan Hawke and them, oh, it, yeah. it was based on that plane crash. It really happened, or even the Donner Party. Everyone knows about that. You're like, oh, fucking eating people. That's gross. But like. If you were trying to fucking straight out survive, it's a very different thing versus someone voluntarily just wanting to eat a motherfucker. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, weeks later, uh, Sutomo's one of Sutomo's uh, Sutomo's sisters. Here we go. Yeah. Caught him watching her while she was taking a shower. Uh, Sutomo actually physically attacked her when she told him to leave. Now, once his mother heard about this, uh, and she demanded again this is such it seems like such a rich person's thing here not really i not really talking about the problem her whole solution was that he needs to spend more time working and less time with his videotapes and sutomu actually ended up attacking his mother as well so i mean we can tell dreadheads uh, everything is getting fucked up well fucked up er more fucked up, whatever that. Yeah, you the, can see you're starting to see him kind of the threads right. unraveling yeah, yeah. here, and it and it goes downhill fucking quick. As we said, Joe, May of 1988, mm-hmm. grandfather dies. Satomu eats some ashes of his grandfather. A few weeks later, you know, sometime in late May, early June, he's caught peeping on his sister while she's in the shower. Physically attacks her when his attacks mother his reprimands mom. it. She yeah. attacks his mom. And that kicks it off to the point you guys have all been waiting for, you bunch of sick fucks that we love very much, Joe. This brings us to roughly between August of 1988 and June of 1989. So, like 11 months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Less than a full year where Satomu Miyazaki 
ends up mutilating and murdering uh, four girls between the ages of four and seven, Joe. And not just that. Of course not just that. Yeah. And sexually molested their corpses. So, yeah. He drank the blood of one of the victims and ate part of her hand. Right. So the little bit of cannibalistic curiosity with his grandfather, just with those ashes, he had to have a little bit more. Yeah. Um, So, now obviously, uh, kind of like a over i guess oversimplification that these murders really did stun and terrify the community oh, um, yeah. it was the satama prefecture and because they had very few crimes against children prior to all this happening yeah but everything kicks off on august 22nd of 1988 and this is one day after his 26th birthday miyazaki's it, her the girl's name is mari kono she was aged four and she disappeared on her way uh I guess, oh, on the way to play at a friend's house, not prom. Yes, no, yeah, she was on her way, she was... On her way to the play day, yeah. Yeah. So as she made her way across her apartment complex, um, she was actually approached by uh, Satomu. Miyazaki ended up leading uh, Kono into his black Nissan Langley. I've never heard of that before. No, no, I don't know. Must have been one of those foreign brands that only stays over there, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, some of them them, they look the exact same, they just, you know, because... switch the names, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Chevy Nova, a Novo didn't you know right. sell down in mexico because it exactly. said nova you know yeah. or what was that what was the day woo from fucking uh <laughs> oh I- igor saprunik's uh day woo lanos the day woo lanos. Lanos. Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go check out that skit and also the video that we did the, the episode we did about the uh the uh denny pro maniacs the uh three men one ice pick killing uh, that's our very early one but real fucked up yeah it was um so he gets her into his uh, Nissan Langley. He uh, drives westward from Tokyo and parks his car under a bridge in a wooded area. He sat with this girl for half an hour before murdering her and then molesting her corpse. He Ugh. dumped her body in the hills near his home, but kept the clothes. So he's also a souvenir keeper. Oh, well, again, you, you look back at what they were talking you know, his, his porn collection, yeah. the, the child porn tapes. I mean, he had yeah. almost 6,000 tapes. He likes tapes. reliving. He oh, likes absolutely. festering in these well, again, moments. He, he, he has no social skills. He, yeah. he, I mean, he's, you know, and this isn't like a slight to introverts because there's a ton of, you're introverted to a, to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, he is an extreme introvert, no family or no friends. Yeah. Family definitely is probably well, not I mean, a good really family not a right great now. family either. I mean, you can almost say he doesn't have a family. He's got two younger sisters that don't have nothing to do with him. A mom that kind of just sweeps, you know, his, his issues under the fucking rug. Right. Didn't even take up for his her or the older sister. This, no, just this like, family oh, you, is you, a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely not the best home life either. And again, yeah, after peeping on his younger sister in the shower and then attacking her and his mother i'm sure that just only got worse yeah absolutely so like i said he kept her clothes um he allowed the body to decompose before returning at a later date to remove her hands and feet which he kept in his closet (sighs) um he ended up uh burning kona's bones in his furnace and uh, ground them into powder and sent them to her family in a box yeah this is what's really fucked up about this guy and again why we we have no problems picking on every fucking issue this this is a little bit of albert fish really oh yeah no this yeah this no he yeah this is yeah and 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 that's the weird thing like once when doing the research and and, you know someone clearly i don't want to say they want to get caught but i think it's really they want to showboat I think so because they, he feels so inadequate as now as I'm superior. him. Yeah, now yeah. look at me. Now yeah. look how powerful I am. Now you know. So it all fucking bleeds in. I'm sure you could see that a mile away oh, yeah. with your fucking bachelor's in psychology, but. It's just fucked up, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up sending um, the ground up bones, uh, powdered bones to her family in a box with several of her teeth, yeah. photos of her clothes, and a postcard which reads, Mary... Uh, period, bones, period, cremated, period, investigate, period, prove, period, end quote. Yeah. So that's, that, god damn it. No, it's, it's, it's insanely fucked up. I mean, he's, jeez. Now, now, obviously we know he gets caught and everything, but, you know, her hands and feet ended up being found in his closet after his rest 11 months right, later. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, this was the first person that he, the first girl that he had killed and he kept the, the, he the hands needed those and mementos. Feet, the, yeah, the, the entire time. So when when they finally get this motherfucker, again, spoiler, yeah. uh, the, her hands and feet are still 
Yeah, he's, in his he's possession. got enough evidence against him right there. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, moving on, on October 3rd of 1988, so he, he takes a few months there, but again, he's he's got his spoils. He's letting things decompose. He's, he's, and he's, is desensitizing himself to going through that experience because he's constantly reliving it. So now the luster's off of it. It's two months later. I've, I've, I have these hands, but I'm not feeling the same way. I need to feel like that again. So I'm going to run out and get somebody else yeah. like he does. Yeah. And so October ahead, 3rd of 1988, uh, Sutomu abducted Masami Yoshizawa. She was age seven. Uh, he actually spotted her while he was driving just along a rural road. Uh, uh, Sutomu offered uh, Masami a ride, which she accepted. Uh, Sutomo then drove her to the same location, so under that bridge in a wooded area. Where he killed uh, Mari. Yeah, where yeah. he killed Marikono. Uh, Miyazaki killed Yoshizawa, uh, engaged in sexual acts with her corpse, and again took her clothes with him when he departed. Now, again, takes a little bit more of a time. Two months. Two months yeah. later, on December 12th of 1988, Miyazaki ends up abducting Erika Namba. Uh, again, age four. Uh, this time she was returning home from a friend's house, Joe. Yeah, he forced her into his car, drove to a parking lot in Naguri. Yeah, so a different location this yep. time. He's not going back under the bridge in the wooded area. Yep, where he forced her to remove her clothes in his back seat and began to take pictures of her. Um, he ended up killing Erica, um, by, and he tied her hands and feet behind her back, covered her with a bed sheet, and placed her body in his car's trunk. So that, uh, so I mean, that seems to me like he's positioning the corpse. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, put behind, I mean, I don't know. When I, I didn't, obviously didn't see pictures of her. When I think of hands and feet behind her back, I, I feel like almost like in a bent backwards position. Almost like the, the kind of yoga kinda thing. Kind of like they do a pig. But behind him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and t- that's... I sounded that's, hick as fuck saying Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you go and take an old pig out there, put him on a spit race, you do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down there in J-Pan. Goddamn. But yeah, so to me, I mean, that's obviously, that's that's not the I way... I think it's more interesting that he covered her with a bed sheet. Well, I mean, like it could he, have been like, just as simple as if he got stopped thinking that it was... Who was that one fuck nut who had the goddamn... <laughs> truck. Yeah, oh, no, had a truck on her. I had to kill the hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then immediately was like, should I call a lawyer? I forget what episode. I'm going to think about it and then re-fucking... I, I don't know, but it's... I, yeah, God damn it. I wish I could remember that fucking guy. But anyway, yeah. So to me, though, that's 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 the... that's That's opposite of what the human anatomy would normally do so i don't know if he was trying to position her if he you know again he was taking photographs of her he was taking photographs but he was also sexually gratifying himself with the body so it may have been just out of convenience and logistics true 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 uh he 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 actually uh disposed of her clothes in, in a different wooded area and actually left her body in a nearby parking lot where it was discovered three days later joe now on december 20th so this is eight days afterwards, so a little over a week. Um, Erica Namba's family received a postcard that Sutomu sent. Uh, no, I couldn't find anywhere, so I'm guessing he didn't uh, end up sending a postcard from Asami uh, Yoshizawa. Uh, I do find it really fucked up that he didn't do it for the seven-year-old, but now he's got the second four-year-old. Yeah. The first victim was four years old. Uh, Marikono was four. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, no. Uh, but can I say this? Yeah, it was Marikona. Can four. I say this too? Who the fuck is letting their four-year-old just walk to a friend's house? So, we have a three and a half-year-old, and I won't even let him be in the living room by himself for more no, than like ten minutes. No, like I, who the fuck are you? Why would you send your four-year-old to a friend's house? Again, I'm trying to, I, and I thought that a lot myself. I'm not trying to victim blame. I'm really not. No, I, because you know. because in, in a in a perfect world, that should be perfectly fine. But again. You're talking about the, the 80s, completely different fucking time, even here in America at that yeah. point. But you're, as we had stated earlier, you know, that prefecture, uh, Saitama, this was completely fucking unheard of. They didn't have this issue. So, again, it's, you know. it. That just meant sheer just a four-year-old getting hurt. And I mean, that would have been my concern. I wasn't I really know. worried. I'm not even thinking I mean, about the Japanese crime part of it. They're a lot smarter than our kids. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe that was the case. But I, I agree with you when I was doing the notes. That was my first thing is why was any four-year-old 
hell, even in my thing of a seven-year-old, like why were the seven-year-old uh, Masami Yoshizawa, she was just walking along a, a rural road. You know, so I don't get that. But I mean, yeah, four, I, dude, no idea. You know, if we have any Japanese dreadheads that are old enough to kind of remember that time, was that just the norm? I'm not trying to fucking knock you, but I yeah. mean, as, as a fucking parent in America. In modern yeah, times, now, that's what my brain yeah, went to. Yeah, our son Fox is, you know, he's about to be four. I would never, you know, I wouldn't mm. let him do that at five, six, seven. Yeah, I'm about saying, and Cub, I mean, he's 12 now, but I couldn't imagine doing that when he was like even seven, eight years old. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck and no. He, Abs- you can actually not. trust Cub more than Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... At that age, not yeah. now. He's about to be a fucking teenager, teenager, so he's just ruled by puberty and bad decisions and his smartphone. Anyway, back to Eric and Namba. So, as we had said, uh, Sutomu killed her on December 12th of 1988. Eight days later, on December 20th, uh, uh, Eric and Namba's family got a postcard that Sutomu uh, sent with a message that he actually assembled this time. He, he assembled the words out of magazine clippings. Son of Sam method. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing weird about that. Yeah. Uh, that said, quote, Erica, period, cold, period, cough, period, throat, period, rest, period, death, period, end quote. So not only does this motherfucker have a micro penis, he can't assemble sentences. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find, I mean, I, maybe that's like his MO. He thinks that's cool. And again, I find it really fucked up that this, again, the first victim it, was four. He did this. The second victim was seven. He didn't do this. Yeah. And the, the, the third victim is also four, and he does this again. It's like the it's younger like and more innocent they are, the, the more, more he, he feels to, comp- yeah. yes to really fucking Ah, oh, God damn it. Anyway, yeah. Joe, get, get us to the final one of this motherfucker. Yeah, so June 6th, 1989. Sick piece of shit. Um, Miyazaki ends up uh, convincing Ayako Nomoto, aged five, to allow him to take pictures of her. Yeah. He ends up leading her into his car and murders her there, covers her corpse with a bed sheet, and places her in his trunk. Um, he ends up taking her corpse into his apartment. So he's getting more bold now. He's taking the entire body yeah, yeah. into and his And I guess he's moved out of mommy and daddy's place because he's got to have a place They're to do all this shit. They're probably paying for the apartment, yeah, to no, be right? fair. Yeah, absolutely. I would have hoped they kicked him out after they found him fucking peeping on his sister in the goddamn shower. You need work more. Move out. Um, and Again, <laughs> she is half Asian. <laughs> that was not terrible. the white Jonathan doing that. That was the half Asian Joe doing that. Yes, I laughed, but that was I was being culturally appropriate <laughs> and i was appreciating asian humor <laughs> and she's female so she's stunning and funny so i was just i was just fucking checking all the boxes there by giggling so i'm not the fucking evil one here <laughs> God anyway Joe. Uh, yes um he takes the you know car, he takes the corpse into his apartment and then uh spends the next two days <sighs> engaging sexual acts with it fucking taking photos hell. and video of the remains in various positions i guess before rigor had set in yeah well that may have also lended to what we were talking about where he had been he had he put the pre- arms and hands behind the back of the yeah, other one he knew about the rigor mortis and had oh. kind of pre-set everything up for what he fucking desired to hell. do with the body later mm. um so uh yeah, he, he as the body begins to decompose, I guess he's like, oh shit, I got to do something with it, and ends up dismembering it. Yeah, um, he ends up abandoning her torso in a cemetery, her head in the nearby hills. He kept her hands and ended up drinking uh, blood from her hands and cannibalizing them. And again, it, he's wanting to ingest so that he can relive that moment, so that it doesn't leave, right? Uh, you know, uh, depart from him, just like he did with his grandfather. So as I'm saying, this fucker. I, I mean, I, at the same time, too, I'm just like, it's bad enough you're cannibalizing, and it's even worse you're cannibalizing a kid. But she had already started decomposing. You're cannibalizing, mm. decomposing fucking flesh. I don't give a fuck if it's human or that's fucking gross. Even if that was a fucking animal that we normally eat, it is rotting, you gross fucking and, asshole. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking about the blood. I'm like, it's thicker, it's thickening. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah. Go on, you. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucked him up. All right, I'm gonna get. To I, just, I just see it a lot. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could see that it when coagulated because we know what blood sausage looks yes, like. That, oh, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking about was blood sausage. Oh god, I actually like blood sausage. I know. I'm, it, I'm it enjoying was, fucking with you. Though. <laughs> 
Go on. Um, he ends up, he returned the cemetery and the hills two weeks later and ended up carrying the remains back to his apartment where he hid them in his closet. All right, I'm going to go puke. Hold on one second. So you feeling better? It was a lot of dry heaving. <laughs> Mostly just dry heaving. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just, I'm drinking a lot of Sprite Zero right now like I have the flu. <laughs> I'll be okay, though. <laughs> well, this brings us uh, at least to his arrest. That'll make me feel better. Yeah, there, there we you go. go. That'll make you feel a lot better. So on July 23rd of 1989, uh, Miyazaki ends up uh, seeing two sisters playing in a park. And you, I dare you to pronounce Hachi. that properly. Hachi Oji. <laughs> I don't, but see, there's all kind of fucking symbols. I know. Those, that's, I've never seen that symbol yeah, before. Yeah, it's H-A-C-H-I. Oh, with like a line above it, so God knows what the fuck that's pronounced right. Mm-hmm. Then J.I. So yeah, I'm going to go with Hachiochi as well. Yeah, there we go. Um, he ended up managing to separate the, the sisters, uh, taking the younger one. Of course um, he did. And the older one ended up staying behind. Um, he was taking photographs of the younger daughter um, that he had convinced to strip nude yeah. when he was caught by their father. And who attacked Miyazaki but was unable to restrain him. Now, now I'm going to say this. I, I will uh, Before you go, go ahead, and hold yeah. your thought, I will say in... in and I didn't put it in here, but in one of like the articles, research things that I read for this, it was alleged that Miyazaki, when the father came upon them, that Miyazaki had also stripped nude. <sighs> I, part of me, I'm, part of me, and, and, and again, it was only in one of them, which is why I didn't include it. Two, I'm like, how fucking dumb could you have been? Because obviously his intention would eventually have been to take in her uh, and he's naked, but... It, it 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 in that one, and I believe it was it wasn't like an article. It was someone who had written like a, ca- a case study of him or oh, something like that. Yeah, so. But I couldn't verify their source about it and all you that. You got to worry about stuff. case studies. Yeah, you got to be worried about case it, studies. Exactly. Yeah. But it, again, just to let you know, like if you see that out there, I did read that, but I, I'm not. I couldn't verify it. I'm just surprised he was able to get away. God damn it! If I'd have walked up on that, dude, I wouldn't have said shit. I'd have, fuck, I'd have tried snapping uh, that motherfucker's neck. I think Oh, I, my I, God. As soon as I got even anywhere close to seeing that, I just even if it was a beast roar, I would not have I, I would not have done. I wouldn't have snuck up on that motherfucker like, you know, fucking. I don't think I'd have been able to get the words out. I'm already suck at words. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I've just been, I've just been going straight for I've been trying to walk a hole through yeah, his ass. It would, have, it would have been a primal fucking God noise damn. I'd have made. So he ends up fleeing on foot, and Miyazaki eventually has to return to the park to retrieve his goddamn car where he was then arrested by police responding to the call by the dad good and after searching his two-room bungalow police end up finding 5,763 videotapes some containing anime and slasher films but among them was also a video footage and photos of his victims yeah so he had already had this collection and again this was this was anime this was horror movies this was anime porn this was also child porn that he had already gotten and he had added his own stuff to the collection, the pictures he had taken, yeah. some of the videos he had he taken. Probably just, yeah, I was about to say, he's probably sharing it within a circle, I, well, I, was about, I was about to say, it's well known when it comes to, like, child CP, porn. Yeah, you, you have yeah, to you, have you, something to exactly. offer in you order to get in. You have to be in. just as guilty as them because, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, I am quite sure some of this stuff had gotten around to others as well. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. anyway, go yeah. on, Joe. So, he... He gets arrested, and while he's being even retained, he's staying calm, collected, um, and even during his trial, he is seemed to appear indifferent to his capture. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that he kind of anticipated, knew it was going to happen, and didn't give a fuck. Well, again, it's that whole thing of feeling like nobody pays attention to him. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, that's, again, Now he has all the attention, and now he's superior. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'll absolutely. notice me now. You'll oh, fucking yeah. pay attention to me now, won't you? And look yeah. at what kind of power I have. And look at, you know, I was always the weak kid. You, oh, you guys thought that my hands, you know, I had action figure fingers and you, you wanted to fucking be a bitch. So look what I was able to do. And I got to ask that. I just dawned on me. How the fuck is he masturbating if his hands are fused? Like, how the, like he's over there two handing it. But that little know. thingy. I mean, well, just- well, now, again, it says in his hands, the, the wrist is part of it. So maybe it only affected his wrists. I mean, he's talking about fused joints, wrist and hands, but even though he doesn't have the ability to go upwards, I mean, as as a man, I will say when there's a will, there's a fucking way, (laughs) but let's, let's stop thinking about how he fucking masturbated because I'm going to puke again or at least dry heave a lot again. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we'll keep going on. So, Joe, the Japanese media ended up dubbing him the Otako. Or, sorry, I said it again. God Otako. Damn it. It's because we had Taco Bell the other day, I bet you. Yeah, I put soy sauce on mine, too. So that's why I'm all... I wanted some white trash Asian fusion food. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they dubbed him the otaku murderer. Said it right that time. Yeah, he did. Uh, in reference to otaku culture. Now, for those who aren't aware, otaku is a Japanese word that describes people with consuming interests, uh, particularly in anime, manga, video games, or computers. Uh, but again, it's not just people who mildly enjoy that shit. I game and stuff. Hell, there's even a few anime series I enjoy. Big fucking shout out to Death Note. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, I like great. that. And Berserk. Yes. Um, but these are the people. We, I mean, anybody who's in gaming kind of nerd culture, you know the ones. The outliers. Yes, the ones yeah. that you're just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to hop online and play with you. <laughs> you know, like, you're not, we we are not I'm the not same. I'm not going to accept this invite no, Invite to your mom's house. I'm good. Absolutely not. Uh, his killings caused, you know, a big moral panic uh, against other people that were a part of this culture. Again, I think it's kind of weird people who are really into that shit, but that doesn't mean that they're fucking criminals and they do anything wrong. You like what the fuck you like. I think this is actually really interesting because of the time. It kind of parallels to what was happening in the United States when it came to video games and stuff. Because, I mean, Twisted Sister even went in front of a superior court oh, and was yeah, like, yeah, hey. The very, you know, the very early yeah. 90s where they do the ratings board yeah. because of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then before that, in the late 80s, you had that bitch Tipper Gore, Al Gore's uh, fucking uh. wife, who I'm sure pegged him. I uh, fucking absolutely, you know, and I'm ethereal about it. Nothing against pegging y'all. If absolutely not. <laughs> fucking do your thing. But, you know, don't be a pussy like Al Gore when you do it. Take that shit like a man, dog. I'm feral. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, she was when they started having to put the parental advisory yeah. shit on like so Two makes, Live Crew and Ozzy and it, Twisted Sister. And but that. that's where I find it interesting. It's a parallel between the Japanese culture having a big issue oh, yeah. between like consuming interest Deflecting and how the we blame. Exactly. Fucked Instead up of saying, people hey, are fucked up people. Exactly. And if you got fucked up parents, you're going to be a fucked up individual. Um, Maybe. there's. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, but it doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I'll say that. Help. Yeah. But, it's not uh, all encompassing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of speculation went around that, you know, like Joe had pointed out that the anime and the horror films that had made him into a murderer. Again, I don't know why they were focusing on the fact that he had anime porn. He's, a, I mean, he's a grown ass man at this yeah. point, to be fair. He's, you know, he's completely of legal age to purchase this shit and everything. If that yeah. fucking floats your boat, do your fucking thing, dog, again, and horror films. Dude, if that's all that it takes, I should have a fucking crawl space full of motherfuckers because I've got almost a thousand fucking movies in my collection and probably half of them are horror movies and yeah. there's some fucking doozies in there yeah. that are banned in other countries. Yeah. But again, it's that deflecting blame. And again, they want to focus on that. We're not going to talk about all the child porn tapes he has. No, 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 no. Uh, multiple magazines and newspapers, you know, claimed that he had retreated into his fantasy world. Again, this was the same thing he about Dungeons and Dragons and, mm-hmm. you know, vulgar music and all that other stuff. So, again, there was a big field day in the media with it uh, leading up to uh, fucking Sutomo's eventual trial. So now, speaking of his trial, Joe, take us through that. His trial began on March 30th of 1990. So he went to trial fairly quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Less than, less than a year. Yeah. No, that's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot different from here. Japanese people are very proficient. <laughs> and that's not a racist thing. <laughs> Again, I have a half Asian wife. <laughs> I can't be racist. <laughs> Bullshit. Continue, Joe. <laughs> um, so, uh, often speaking nonsensically, yeah. uh, Satomu actually blamed his actions on Ratman. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's fucking and, left field right there. I know. An alter ego whom he claimed forced him to kill. Probably trying to go for the fucking oh, crazy plea. Yeah, shit you like know that. it. That smells of it. Been, been locked up for about a year. Suddenly he's not feeling as high and mighty now. And he's starting to feel a little bit worried about his safety. Yeah. Um, Piece of shit. I know. Um, it, so he spent his time during the trial drawing Ratman in cartoon form. Oh. So just to even further solidify that he thinks he's nuts. Right. Um, his father refused to pay for his uh, legal defense and ended up dying by suicide in 1994. That shit's no joke, bro, when it comes to Japanese people. And I mean, again, you know, even in today's culture, when there is family shame, yeah. there's that's a lot of the stuff about with the suicide forest is a lot of people 
There's they, actually they, a lot of that in even in my mom's culture. Like you shame the family. I remember having like certain things were said I knew growing up that it was intended to be like, no, you're not going to look like that. You're not going to talk like that. And you're not going to act like that because it reflects badly on me. Yeah, that's a big thing. Well, in, in a lot of Asian culture in yeah. general, it's you represent your family in family everything you do. Family pride is a thing. Yeah, for, yeah. for your, the entirety of your life. And that is a lot of pressure. And like I said, there's a lot of the times, especially I, I, that suicide farce. I, I forget. I, it's... Aoki something, but I mean, if you look up Japanese suicide forest for anybody yeah, who's not aware right of it, up, yeah. often if they find notes and stuff out there, a ton That's of it has go. mostly to do with yeah. them feeling like they let their families down. Or someone lost a job and couldn't financially put. Are yeah, there going to be a financial forest, burden on people? Well, the, the I think the for that forest, or maybe it was a different uh, documentary I was watching, actually started because they would take their elders there so they would no longer be a, 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 a financial burden on the family. Yeah, and they would sacrifice the elderly to keep the young, and the elderly. Uh, I mean, would, like, except, agree to it. Would agree to, to it to do the best for the, the family. family. The family must come first. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it is what it is, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so the trial ended up lasting uh, seven years. Not so proficient when it came to that part of it, but I'm sure that involved a lot of appeals yeah. and all that other good stuff, you know, like that. Yeah, and um, it ended up focusing a lot on his mental state at the time of the murders. Right. Uh, and a good reason why it spent seven years on this is because under Japanese law, people of unsound minds are actually not subject to punishment, and the feeble-minded are, uh, feeble-minded are actually entitled to reduced sentences. So this might be also why he was... Is like, oh, Rut Man made me do it. Right. Now, three different teams of court-appointed expert psychiatrists uh, came to, to various opinions when it came to uh, Sutomo Miyazaki's ability to tell right from wrong, dreadheads. Two teams actually determined him to be feeble-minded. One team concluded that he was schizophrenic, while the other concluded that he had multiple personality disorder. The third team found that although Miyazaki in their opinion, had a personality disorder, he was still capable of taking responsibility for his actions. A Dr. Susuma Oda uh, was a psychologist at uh, Tsukuba University, described his serial killer, uh, his serial murders as, quote, thrill killings of a rare kind. Uh, Dr. Oda believed that, uh, you know, he, he thought himself as important. Uh, again, because of his informities, uh, and again, his his... Micro penis. Uh, yeah, there you go. You said it, not me. <laughs> uh, and again, as we've said earlier, saw his victims as nothing more than characters from this comic book life. He yeah, tried I don't to do. think that is it. Like she, she had me on that first half. That second half, no, he wasn't enthralled into this like uh, alternate reality. Well, see, my thing that makes me not want to believe that is again, there was two different times where he contacted the victims' families, mm-hmm. both with the four-year-olds. By the way, gross. He didn't sign anything about Ratman. None of this other stuff exactly. came into this it. This is all bullshit. Him right. trying to get a reduced sentence, I, which we see here too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And to be fair, Dreadheads, if there's one thing I'm not mad at this guy about, it's trying to fucking save his fucking skin. <laughs> to me, that shows for sure he's not fucking crazy because he totally knows they are going to fucking get his ass and fucking snuff him out of this if he fucking gets found to be completely sane. Um, a professor and uh, psychotherapist, Akira Ishii, stated that Tsutomu Miyazaki was a pedophile first and a murderer second as, quote, killing was an extension of his interest in little girls and a way of possessing them, end quote. That makes perfect fucking sense to me. That makes really? sense. Yeah, the possession because he wanted to keep the trophies. Well, there, he there, wanted to consume the it. The consumption to, as yeah, well. The consumption. That. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's wanting. If it. I consume them, I, I have them forever. forever. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, at least he didn't pay attention in uh, anatomy and physiology and didn't realize that things are excreted out of your fucking GI system. Well, and I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I know that, you know, there's certain cultures. And again, I don't know if culture, religion. And again, I'm not saying that this has anything to do with Japanese culture. But there's also a thing of like, you know, that. They spiritually they believe that you you kind of possess mm. part of them if you if you keep a body part or something like that like you kind of own them even in the afterlife and shit like that. So again, again, we're not saying this motherfucker's not crazy. Yeah. Anybody doing this shit is absolutely fucking nutbag crazy. But just because you're crazy doesn't mean you don't know right from wrong. I would really love to know how his childhood really was, though. I'd love to be a fly on the wall because I have a feeling there's a lot of shit that was going on behind the scenes where mom and dad really were not there 
And because of the grandfather kind of having his run with him at a young age. I mean, possibly. I think there was something there, too. I I mean, again, you know, we're not going to know, but there's no reason to suggest that you're wrong. Particularly, I mean, fuck, we, we, you know, this is episode 51. A lot of our episodes have been about serial killers. And usually there's a lot of, you know, usually what they end up doing to others has been somewhat in some form or fashion done to them as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Tokyo District Court uh, judged uh, Sutomu as aware of the magnitude and consequences of his crimes and therefore accountable. Good right. job. Yeah. Um, he was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1997, and he fought charges in court for 16 years. <laughs> yeah, his death sentence was upheld by both the Tokyo High Court on June 28th, 2001 and the Supreme Court of Justice on January 17th, 2006. Uh, the Minister of Justice, Kun- Kunio Hatoyama, signed Miyazaki's death warrant on June 17, 2008, and he was hung at the Tokyo Detention House that same day. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Once it's Sentence, signed, fucking done. Go. Yeah. I get that. I, everyone has the right to the appeals process. I like the fact that they hung him. I mean, yeah, especially because, no, no, especially I mean, we always think Japan, I mean, a lot of our technology, yeah. you know, like, there's shit You Japan. waste no money. Right. Yeah, you don't have it's to have It's environmentally personal. friendly. Thank it's you. A, that's a green-ass way to kill a yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you don't have plastic syringes for, nope. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, nope. that's what I'm saying. Yep. Everything it sounds great for this. Not to mention that anybody who, uh, I mean, they actually do it for the executions now, and like a lot of times you have a viewing room. Oh, yeah, even but I mean, injections yeah, and stuff, there's viewing rooms. You get to literally walk out of the court after getting, yes, he's going to fry for this, and then walk outside and <laughs> see him fry right? for it. You're just like, look, I'm going to sign this right now. I got to take a piss, rip a cig, and then we're going to hang this motherfucker yeah. right Right now, like I, I, you know, especially once it's all said and done, once all of the, again, we're both all for the appeals process because there have been people who have been put to death erroneously and shit like that. So all for it. Not so much of it now because I'm just like, uh, there's DNA. Not so much of it now too, especially with a lot of the DNA and shit like that that's come across. But I mean, there's still parts of it. But again, that's, that's where the appeals process is for. Yeah. But once that's all, but beyond a shadow of fucking doubt, again, this, they caught him. You know, red-handed. He had fucking, he had the tapes. He had body parts. He had the clothings, all that shit. They knew he fucking did it, but they were trying to make sure that mentally he was aware of yeah. it and stuff like that. So Clear I mean, their they, conscience, again, essentially. You know, like you had just said, it was, it was in court for 16 years. This motherfucker went to trial on, uh, yeah, March 30th of 1990 and was killed. 2008. Uh, yeah, a little over 28 years later. So... Yeah. Absolutely. By that point, once there's beyond a shadow of a doubt and everything is wrapped up and the sentences were upheld, boom, hang him, send him on to whatever the fuck is after all this and let them sort that motherfucker out there. So now, much like uh, Sutomo Miyazaki's life, this episode has come to an end, Joe. That was episode 51 about the otaku murderer. What a sick fuck he is. I don't believe in heaven or hell. Whoa! (laughs) look at you you bitch grammar nazi (laughs) but yes that is correct what a sick fuck he was and i'm not a real big believer in heaven or hell but if there is a hell i know he's there and that's gonna make me sleep just a little bit better tonight dreadheads (laughs) i do realize we kicked this episode off without even saying a goddamn thing about it being 2023 now oh as if our last episode did not come out in 2022 oh yeah so again Happy New Year. Yeah. I, I don't spend too much on the gym memberships that you're not going to fucking go to after this month. Uh, you know, I hope that you, you know, your liver gets a rest from the alcohol that we all know you're eventually going to pick right back up on anyway come <laughs> February. Uh, so, yeah, all the New Year, new me, horseshit. I'm sure none of those people listen to us because we fucking have the cool people here hanging out with us. But we do hope you had a very safe and happy New Year's uh, Eve. We made it to like 1130. Yeah. yeah, which was killer. Yeah. I mean, that was late as shit. We watched like two movies. I know, right? I know, yeah, that, we didn't even drink or nothing. No. I think I had coffee. <laughs> and I drink black coffee at that, so I didn't even have much of a stimulant. And it's half calf. I, I can't even do full calf. I was about to say, Zuzu was drink the most, but she was just like, you know, she popping back breast milk. Than we were. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, we hope you had a great 2023, and we hope you are sorry, you had a great 2022, and wishing you a great 2023. Lots of big things on the horizon for us. Uh, don't forget to go and check out episode 50 we released it last week that is wrapping up our tortures and executions series there and of course the uh, most recent fright flick fuck mary kill we did about the uh, new year's set steel trap that it was meant so... at best it was not fun but whatever <laughs> uh this upcoming week 
We're actually going to be reviewing uh, one of my brother Jay's favorite movies that features a clown killer that's not Art the Clown. We're covering Circus of the Dead. And I have, I've still got to watch that. Jay. And, yeah, yeah. He's a big fan of Papa Corn. He has an autographed poster from that guy. And I'm pretty sure that's like the only autograph that guy has ever had to sign in his fucking life. And my brother has it. So kudos to him. This, we're doing it for him. Jay's uh, going hard in the pain and the horror absolutely. shit. So that'll be on this upcoming Friday. We will have that out for you. Joe, one last time, what's the most dreadful website on the internet? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Absolutely. You're going to find links to all of our podcast platforms, YouTube, BitChute, our social media, our store, donations, and everything right on that website. One final shout out to Tom Newhart, our newest dreadhead. He left us a five-star review, so he's got some free stickers going out to him Thank later this again, week. Thank you again, Tom. Absolutely. Welcome to the shit show and the fucked up family, Tom. Uh, I mean, you're from Ohio. You're used to fucked up family, so <laughs> you'll fit right in here with us. Uh, but if you want some free stickers like Tom, make sure that you leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Screenshot it. Send it to us on Facebook, IG, or spread the dread podcast at gmail.com along with your mailing address, and we will get you some free stickers out there. Joe, does that wrap it up? Yes, it does. Then let's keep it like we always do by closing out and saying, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And look, even though it's just starting, 2023, we know it's dreadful out there. So make sure that you leave the dread to us. You stay proud. You stay powerful. You stay positive. And no matter what you're doing while you're listening to this or what you're about to do, you get out there, dreadheads, and you wreck that shit. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?